Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Today is the day that after, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember, maybe the millennials don't remember. In fact, I know they don't remember, and they probably weren't taught about it in schools because they were too busy learning about gender identity and pronouns. But uh, about 30 years ago, a Berlin Wall fell down, and uh, Russia became Russia, and the Soviet Union went away. And the Soviet Union was what Ronald Reagan used to call the, uh, the evil empire. And one of the guys who was a big old bigwig in that, uh, in that administration, he's uh, now in charge of Russia, and he wants to kind of reassemble the USSR. So I thought you should know that, because right now we have uh, officially war in Russia and Ukraine, and we're going to get into all of it, all the audio, your phone calls as well are welcome. Here is the number, uh, 800-922-6680. This is the, uh, the class of 1968 has dreamed of this day when they can actually just tell Vladimir Putin to give peace a chance. Just, just give peace a chance, folks. That's all we need to do. You know, if we wish it away, it'll go away. If we just create a safe space, that's what they need. All they need to do, all they need to do is create safe spaces in Ukraine where harmful words are not going to impact the population. That's the most important thing. Also, they need a strongly worded letter. Have we sent the strongly worded letter yet? To Putin, hold on one second. Have we sent the strongly worded letter to it? We have? Okay. I have a suggestion. How about we put Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, in charge of Kiev? They're calling it Kiev now. It used to be Kiev. Because over the weekend, 21 people were shot in Chicago and 15 on Monday alone. So you think any Russian troops would want to invade Kiev with Lori Lightfoot in charge? I don't think so. All we got to do is send Democrat mayors over there, make the cities completely inhabitable for their residents, and scare away any invading troops. That's what we need to do. Okay. Oh, by the way, Joe Biden today is going to speak on the issue today. He's going to speak on the issue. And uh, here are some things that I I just got a leaked uh, copy of uh, some of the talking points as far as a decisive response to Vladimir Putin invading Ukraine. Uh, They are apparently, to start this morning, Joe Biden, and and you might want to sit down for this because this is is earth-shattering news. Joe Biden has decided this morning to not follow Putin on Twitter anymore. He has just started this morning. Uh, Donald Trump is no longer on Twitter. He was banned. But Joe Biden is still there, and he's decided to unfollow Putin on Twitter. That's a big one, okay? All right? 
uh, a convoy of Priuses with coexist and visualize world peace bumper stickers is going to move in from Poland to cross into Ukraine and head to the capital where they will blockade the capital with Priuses, presumably playing a give peace a chance or we are the world out the windows really loudly. Uh, then trans activists uh, will have uh, filled the trunks of the Priuses with clothes so the Russian soldiers can transition to the sex they identify with. These are powerful moves because that may be contributing to the white rage that the troops are feeling and also that uh, is at the core of what is driving Vladimir Putin. Okay, uh, Crisis counselors will replace special forces to understand the white rage of the Russian forces. That's what we should do. Replace the uh, forces of Ukraine with crisis resource counselors. Uh, another thing is to distribute vegan or gluten-free MRAs for the soldiers on either side of the conflict. What I would do is I would, uh, I would give them to the Russians because they'd get so weak from the, uh, from the provisions being vegan that they'd like stand up out of a chair too quickly and, and kind of uh, get dizzy and fall down. Uh, then they're, uh, they're going to drop biodegradable leaflets. They've got to do this. They've got to be biodegradable. They want to drop biodegradable leaflets from zero carbon emissions balloons or gliders that point out the massive carbon footprint of armored vehicles and the environmental impact of heavy artillery on the planet. All right, so this is... Uh, these are the uh, most important things that I'm seeing with regard to what uh, the president is planning on doing this morning in his speech, which is happening. So, of course, we will break live, 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 live. We will go live to the uh, White House for his comments uh, this morning. And I, I mean that for real, actually, uh, whether or not he has all this stuff. You know, this is kind of like um, <sighs> Joe Biden as the president of the United States is kind of like having uh, if you're, you're going into a bar fight. And uh, instead of having Jean-Claude Van Damme, you choose Pee Wee Herman. A little bit of that going on. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, here is Joe Biden uh, yesterday in uh, words that clearly were probably, uh, well, no, I don't have that actually. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday delivered a speech. He kind of bumbled and fumbled through his uh, comments about it. But here's Nancy Pelosi yesterday talked about the, uh, the crisis, and she forgot the country Ukraine. She actually uh, mistook it for, for Turkey. These are the people in charge. Some of the Every, well, if you look at the map and you see Hungary, Hungary and you yes. see how it is encircled, Russia, Belarus, Crimea. Yeah, the, the country we're concerned about is uh, Ukraine. It's not, it's not Hungary. Which they have taken over, but, yeah. you know, it's still a danger now to Ukraine. And then you see Poland and Romania and all of those countries just abutting uh, that's a Russian influence. Yeah, these are, uh, these are the people in charge. This is the class of 1968. This is the class of 1968 that, uh, that say that you should wear uh, uh, you know, a T-shirt that says coexist. It's spelled in religious symbols, even though there are some uh, people on the earth who want to kill you and take your children and, uh, I don't know, establish a caliphate. Uh, these are the people who say that war is not the answer uh, when uh, sometimes it is. Uh, it is not the answer with us. We do not be, need to be dragged into this. But honestly, who the hell knows? at this point. Uh, we're not fooling around. We're, we're dealing with a very serious world. And uh, many of us grew up. I was not in the military. The military conflicts that I saw in the, my generation, Generation X saw, one of them was the Persian Gulf War, the original, where we went in and we wiped out a, uh, a dictator. We cleared him out of a country he had invaded. And uh, we did it with nary a drop of blood spared or, or shed, I should say. 
uh, and that was uh, when uh, George H.W. Bush was in charge. This, honestly, for the last, oh, I don't know, uh, 20, 30 years or so, we've been dominated by this class of 1968 narrative. We've been allowed to get sleepy and fat. We uh, forgot uh, or maybe weren't even educated about Tiananmen Square. We were not educated or forgot what happened with the fall of the Soviet Union, what can be done when you have powerful world leadership, uh, the likes of which are Ronald Reagan, uh, Margaret Thatcher, Pope John Paul II, Lech Walesa, among others, and we found out that the Soviet Union was a paper tiger. But uh, once that fell, there were people in that regime who longed for that day, and one of those people is Vladimir Putin, and he is a cold, steely dictator. He is one not to be messed with. When Donald Trump was in office, and, and make no bones about it, Donald Trump talked tough and Donald Trump did not get us into any wars. Do you know why? Because the world didn't want to bleep with us, with him in charge. And I will say once again that uh, Russia had no compelling interest to have Donald Trump in office. No compelling interest. Do you know why? Well, I think we're seeing it right now. Don't you? Don't you think we're kind of seeing it right now? That nobody bleeped with us while Donald Trump was the president. That includes China. That includes Russia. And everybody on the Democrat Party said that uh, Donald Trump was in bed with Vladimir Putin. Now we're realizing that Vladimir Putin was rubbing his hands together going, Oh, glory, this is fantastic. Uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats stole the election, and so now I can do anything. It looks like, you know, uh, the left in this country thought that that was all behind us, that we were in a, a brave, new, sensitive, gender-fluid world, and uh, we're not. We're, we're back to square one as far as uh, dictators, as far as those who would uh, commit the same acts that socialists and communists did last century on the people of the world to the tune of 100 million people dead. The left-wing talking heads on television are saying that the reason why this is happening is because uh, Donald Trump said he admired Vladimir Putin and uh, Republicans called Joe Biden weak. That's the reason why that uh, Putin is doing this. Uh, and honestly, uh, it is so nonsensical and so beyond stupid. And, and I don't have time for that nonsense today. And if you, if you want to spout that nonsense on my show, I'm not going to. Well, I'll take your phone call. Please, please bring your phone call. Because uh, this is about one thing, and that is broadcasting weakness around the world. This is a, a generation of people right now that have grown up in peaceful times and become very lazy. We've had time to focus on other stupid stuff, whether that be, uh, you know, identifying as a horse or, you know, whatever. Uh, just a lot of nonsense uh, with safe spaces on campuses where people could hide themselves from damaging words because words are, you know, the worst thing in the world. I hate to tell you this. Uh, you ever had a, a bomb drop? in your neighborhood, you know, a little more damaging than somebody using a, a bad word. Oh my goodness, a bad word. So uh, that's what we're dealing with today. We're dealing with a soft country and we're dealing with, uh, uh, I would say, a hard man, but that sounded really weird. Vladimir Putin um, and President Xi of China who look at America right now and go, wow, wow. And Xi goes, can you believe they still think that this virus that we created in a lab was made, they got, they got it from bat soup. Can you believe they did that? Can you believe they haven't asked us about sealing off Wuhan when the virus let out and we allowed international travel and we haven't, this is so nuts. They're not demanding that we uh, give $10 trillion in reparations. It's, it's just fantastic. And then meanwhile, Putin's like, I know, I know, G. Can you believe, uh, 
Do you remember that first day when Biden canceled the uh, the Keystone XL and then gave us the Nord Stream? I mean, it's like just hand it to us, man. <laughs> just this is so fantastic. Oh my God, we got to get together sometime. We have got to get together sometime. Maybe I could come over to Russia and Vlad says, well, you can come over to Russia, but you know, uh, there's no place to get good Chinese. And same way in China, you know. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, we ordered Chinese food last night. And I was like, you're always hungry. A half an hour after you eat Chinese food. How in the hell do they eat in China? They like do 12 small meals every half hour all day in China because you're always hungry later when you need Chinese food. That said, back to uh, what we're talking about. 24% of Americans want Biden to play a major role in the Ukrainian conflict. 32% of Democrats, 22% of Republicans. But, of course, you wouldn't uh, know that by watching MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, NPR, PBS, PBR, I can go for a PBR right about now, uh, because they are banging the drums of war, man. They are banging the drums of war. And I think they're doing this, A, to cover up the idiocy of the Biden administration, and B, if this decides to de-escalate, they can, they can hand it to Joe Biden. They could say, see what a strong leader he was when he was not, you know, dripping applesauce out of his lips, down his chin, and onto his shirt. See how powerful he is? Quite amazing. Uh, Mike in Annapolis, Maryland, the lovely capital of Maryland, joins us on the phone. Hello there, Mike, and welcome to the show. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, hey, go ahead. I wanted to add a couple things that I think will be in the president's speech this afternoon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think he's going to appoint the first military equity officer. Yes. I think he's going to appoint the first black woman commander of our forces. Yeah, make sure that she's also uh, not cisgendered. Right. He's going to okay. announce yeah, a, yeah. Gu- a gun trace task force because we know how important that is in Baltimore. To whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mike, Mike, you got an idea here, man. Uh, we just go over there, we send a bureaucrat over there, and we either confiscate the Russian weapons or we say you can voluntarily give them to us and pay them money for them. Absolutely. I, 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 he's okay. going to announce that we're going to send in social workers because we know oh, that works in the police officers. Have that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the last one is, uh, <laughs> yes. he, for the Russian soldiers that are captured, he's just going to issue no cash bail and ask them to come back to court 12 to 24 months from now. <laughs> hey, you know what else? Thanks, I got Rob, another idea. Mike, you bet, you bet. But you know what else? I just thought about this. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Somebody got to hire me at the Pentagon. Uh, what we do is we go over to Russia. Uh, no, actually, Ukraine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not, not, not. But we go into Ukraine and we tell the Russian soldiers that they must be tested for COVID twice a week, and if they fail, they get sent back across the border. How about that? Why don't we do that? I'm thinking that's a good idea. Sean in uh, Timonium, Maryland, is on the phone. Hello, Sean, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Rob. Love your show, man. Thank you, thank you. Hey, I've got an easy, fast solution to the whole crisis, the whole problem over there. Okay, what's that? You- Biden convinces Vladimir mm-hmm. to uh, hire uh, Pete Buttigieg as their transportation czar. Yeah, and he can—he'll screw things up so badly that Vladimir will be running for Siberia before it's over. You know, an even better idea, Sean, is to put um, Pete Buttigieg in charge of uh, Vladimir Putin's supply chain. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have, boats, they'll have uh, boats sitting offshore or full of uh, uh, armored vehicles. They'll sit there for months. <laughs> armored vehicles and caviar. It'll all right, bro. Yeah. It'll yes. all go to Hungary. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. 
Nancy Pelosi. Darn it, we sent all of our forces into Hungary. Uh, here's Dick Morris from this morning on uh, Newsmax talking about one of the reasons why this is happening. Essentially an invite to Vladimir Putin to raise all sorts of hell over there. And the other point is that in the last 24 hours, yes. we have purchased almost a trillion dollars. We've sent almost a trillion dollars right. worth of oil, copper, natural gas, and everything else to Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we bought $300 million of their gas. And- Just today, we've actually imported 235 million barrels of Russian oil since uh, Joe Biden became the president of the United States, got rid of the Keystone XL pipeline, put restrictions on uh, drilling on federal lands, and handed uh, Putin the, uh, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Out of their oil and gas. Uh, Russia is, in fact, the third largest country other than Mexico and Canada, supplying America with all foreign oil. Yeah, and we were energy independent. Ahead of Saudi Arabia. So we are- and, and by the way, we, we used to supply uh, uh, fossil fuels to Europe, you know, and places like Germany and, uh, and other places that, that need it. And now Vladimir Putin, all he's got to do is turn off the spigot. Subsidizing this invasion. Right. And then Biden pulled 100... Yeah, we subsidized the invasion. Listen to that again. Yes, subsidizing this invasion. Mm-hmm. Right. And then... Biden pulled 160 American servicemen out of Ukraine. Uh God bless them and God save them. But that was an invitation to Vladimir Putin to bomb the air bases because they they were there training Ukrainian pilots. There you go. So uh, pretty much everything that Joe Biden has done has been wrong. Those who who don't learn anything from history are doomed to repeat it. Here is uh, Joe Biden in 2019 when campaigning against Donald Trump saying that the last thing that Vladimir Putin would want in office, the last person would be uh, himself, Joe Biden. Once again, Putin and the Russians are trying to engage in our elections and decide who the president's going to be. And this time I'm the object of their attention because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. Now, uh, generally, whatever Joe Biden says, the opposite is true, right? I- I'm going to lower gas prices. I'm going to end the supply chain uh, issues, etc. And he just now said that Vladimir Putin said, if I'm in office, then his days of tyranny are over. Uh, no, they're just beginning. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the corn pop, just like corn pop. President. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you... No, no, no. He's doing a dance, man. He's dancing around without a shirt on in his, in his, uh, in his office this morning. Probably got some Ukrainians laying on the floor, uh, you know, like a rug, and he's just dancing on them like they don't even exist. What? When I'm president, things are going to change. Mr. Putin, the American people decide their elections, not you. Wow, just wow, just wow, just wow. Listen to this. I was digging through this this morning, and I said to my producer, find give piece a chance and put military uh, gun sounds behind it. Then I see in this article, Antonio Gutierrez, or Guterres, the Secretary General of the United States, had urged Putin to stop his tanks. Quote, are you ready? Indeed, an operation is being prepared. I have only one thing to say from the bottom of my heart, said, this is real, I'm not screwing with you. Quote, President Putin, stop your troops from attacking Ukraine. Give peace a chance. Too many people already have died. Antonio Guterres, Secretary General of the United Nations, to Vladimir Putin, give peace a chance. 
Let's go to Alan in Santa Cruz, home of KSCO Radio. Hello, sir, and welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. You're sounding great out here. I love it. Uh, you know what? <laughs> well, I you. noticed Putin's one hell of a chess player. Oh, you yeah. see what he's Yeah, he's going for checkmate, and I will predict this is going to extend into the Balkans. And when it does, baby, those people fight back. You talk about some hot-blooded Armenians in there, too, man. <laughs> We're on the edge of World War III, people. I'm nah, sorry. You know, mm, I understand what you're saying, Alan, and there are a lot of people who have voiced that concern, and depending on how we play our cards, uh, we can avoid it or we can play into it. Uh, Vladimir Putin has already issued a veiled threat to NATO countries and the United States that if they attempt to interfere with him in Ukraine, uh, the nuclear option is on the table. Alan, he's actually said that this is drop dead serious. This is a this is a crisis that um, is only made worse. It only emboldens our enemies to have uh, Kamala Harris there and Jen Psaki uh, spewing talking points in press briefings. Uh, they're all laughing at us right now, Alan. As far as World War Three, hope and pray that it, it doesn't happen. And, and right now, uh, it's not on my radar. But, you know, there's always that looming in the background, Alan. It's always, it's always looming in the background. World War III has been uh, part of the, uh, the popular conversation since the end of World War II. Are we there yet? Uh, no. Do we get there? I sure as hell hope not, Alan. Thanks for the phone call, man. I do appreciate it. Things have changed since the Sony Walkman. Remember that back in the 80s and you'd put the headphones over your ears and you'd go out and you'd walk around everything and, you you know, the, the battery in your Walkman would last a couple hours. Well, now there are earbuds and lots and lots of them out there. Raycon wireless earbuds are exceptional. Why? Well, because they have a 32-hour battery life so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time, like this podcast. Yeah. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up. Maybe you need something to kind of meditate, clear your head. Kids are making noise in the background. Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycon's come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try, and you will see what I mean. I promise you. Check this out. Go to buyraycon.com newsmax and get 15% off your Raycon order. Okay? Buyraycon.com newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. Again, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. A few things I want to talk about. Putin announced a special military operation for demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine. Now, I want you to listen to this carefully. What did I say yesterday about the United States of America with regard uh, to inspiration of people around the world. We have always been an inspiration for people around the world as a beacon of freedom, as a beacon of uh, an example of how to live freely, how to let people uh, celebrate uh, speech and assembly and commerce, all of these things. But what did Canada learn from the United States with regard to the trucker protest in Ottawa? They looked at the freest country in the history of mankind with the First Amendment, and they look at the government's response to January 6th. January the 6th, one million-plus people went to Washington, D.C. because they knew something was wrong with the election. They were called, as I have been called, conspiracy theorists. We were told on November the 4th of 2020 that there was no 
election interference. My Facebook page came down with hundreds of thousands of followers. No recourse and no excuse. We went peacefully to the Capitol. As millions had been to Trump rallies and never had an issue, never had a violent outburst, never had a fight, none of that, unless they were infiltrated by Antifa members, which started during the Trump campaign. And sure enough, the FBI concluded that 13 left-wing, Marxist-leaning, communist-leading groups infiltrated the Capitol, protesters, egged them on to get in the building, opened the doors to get in the building, and thus delayed what would have been 24 hours of debate about the election results, including presenting evidence. Okay, we're not going to go down that much further. But we inspired Canada by initially calling the peaceful protesters as they were coming a fringe group, white supremacist, carrying Nazi flags, carrying Confederate flags. Uh, they were insurrectionists. They were there to overthrow the government. What did they say about January 6th protesters from the get-go? Thank you very much. And then what did they do? They used the force of government on them. Right now, well, at least as of yesterday, before the emergency order was revoked by Trudeau because he realized that the world and Canada was going to kick his arse and get him out of office, he withdrew the emergency order yesterday and unfroze bank accounts. Now, if he had been in China, he would have been able to get away with it. If he would have been in Russia, would have been able to get away with it. But they took our cue. Now listen to the words of Vladimir Putin. The Russian dictator described that the unprovoked attack as a special military operation for the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine. Uh, we, uh, Trump supporters, were called Nazis. So were uh, truck drivers in Canada. I've made the decision to conduct a special military operation. Our analysis has concluded that our confrontation with these forces in Ukraine was inevitable. This is the red line that I have spoken of many times. They have crossed it. Uh, accusing Ukrainians of genocide for attacking the two independent republics he unilaterally conjured into existence on Monday. Quote, Russia can not feel safe, develop, and exist with a constant threat emanating from the territory of modern Ukraine. A couple of words for those who would be tempted to intervene. Listen to this. Russia will respond immediately, and you will have consequences that you have never before had in your history. As for the military sphere, modern Russia, even after the collapse of the USSR and the loss of a significant part of its nuclear potential, is today one of the most powerful nuclear powers, and moreover, it has certain advantages in a number of the latest types of weapons. In this regard, no one should have any doubt that a direct attack on Russia will lead to defeat and dire consequences for a potential aggressor. Uh, making it clear that he was threatening nuclear retaliation against NATO, uh, U.S. and NATO, if they interfere with his attack on Ukraine. Putin insisted, I urge you to immediately lay down your weapons and go home. All servicemen of the Ukrainian army who fulfill this demand will be able to freely leave the combat zone and return to their families. Various observers noticed that Putin was, delivered those remarks <clears throat> yesterday while wearing the same tie and the same suit that he wore Monday when he delivered a long, delirious tirade against the legitimacy of Ukraine as an independent nation. This was the evidence that Putin announced the television, recorded the announcement last night on Monday. And the plan was already in the offing. It, his mind had already been made up. 
So while Joe Biden was stumbling and bumbling and saying that uh, we will enforce some sanctions, Vladimir Putin had already made the plan. He had already made the plan. And again, not only did Canada take a cue from January the 6th, so did Russia, because we no longer have the moral high ground with regard to treatment of our citizens. Greg Kelly made a, a great analysis last night with regard to uh, January the 6th, because what January 6th did, it inspired uh, Justin Trudeau to crush the protesters in Ottawa, the peaceful protesters, and essentially uh, it uh, ceded the moral uh, high ground to Vladimir Putin. And something else that has made the world weaker, not only America, but the world, January 6th. The reaction, the overreaction to January 6th, the hyping, the distortion, and what people seem to think is okay. And I recognize that the day after it happened. That it's okay that a woman, an unarmed woman, was shot and killed on that day. You know who was watching and taking notes? Our enemies, yes, including Putin. People went into U.S. Congress with political demands. 400 people are now facing criminal charges. They are facing prison terms of up to 20, maybe 25 years. They are called homegrown terrorists. They are being accused of many other things. Wow. 70 people were arrested right there on the spot. So, so goes the moral high ground. <laughs> 30 of them are still arrested. On what grounds? Not quite clear. One of the participants, a woman, was shot dead on yeah, the spot. Yeah. Another was beaten to death. She, she was not threatening with, uh, you know, with arms or anything. Uh -huh. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Putin gets it. Yeah. Our left-wing media doesn't. Yeah. Our Democrats in Congress don't. No. A woman was killed. People have been thrown in jail. Unclear why. And it's kind of sad that he sees it and he also sees that we're not the good guys like we used to be. No, we're not. We're not. Again, ceding the moral high ground. Uh, Russia invaded Ukraine by land, sea, and air, the largest attack on European soil since World War II. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, Thursday, he hit cities, bases, and airstrikes with shelling. Civilians piled into trains. Uh, the, the number of, uh, of uh, facilities that have been taken out have been... Um, Estimated to be 70 military facilities. It's essentially blitzkrieg. It's, it's like a blitzkrieg. Uh, this is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> Dana Hool, I don't know who's, who this is. I, I'm presuming some sort of left-wing doofus, uh, tweeted yesterday, a lot of people in Ukraine crowding together inside, uh, and then only 35% of Ukrainians have been vaccinated. Less, <laughs> less than 2% have been boosted. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. This is Christy Nome. She is the uh, governor of uh, South Dakota. Not everybody in South Dakota died. Uh, in fact, uh, it was uh, probably at or, or ahead of the United States as far as recovery from COVID, and they never had restrictions. Here she is talking about how uh, Europe has been pipelined. Well, and that's the power that President Biden gave them. When he canceled the Keystone Pipeline on day one of his presidency, he sent a clear message to Putin. You go ahead, develop your energy supply, uh, make sure that the rest of Europe and the United States is more unstable. He, from the very day uh, he got into the White House, he gave Putin all the power. He did, and this is interesting, and Dick Morris said this earlier, 
that we have imported 230 million barrels of oil from Russia, which have basically paid for, bought and paid for, uh, Russians' invasion of Ukraine. Uh, that was one of the things. And we've also purchased a lot of other things from Russia, and we've exported a lot to Russia. So uh, like we kind of did with, uh, with China, we uh, gave money to the Wuhan laboratory, and they uh, created a virus that killed a lot of people and destroyed a lot of economies. Uh, we've got some audio from Donald Trump last night we will share a little bit of I told you so action going on there. Uh, and, then, uh, and then pundits, of course, trying to blame this all on Donald Trump, which is laughable on the face of it. Their logic is so twisted, it's, it's like they need, to, they need to get their medicine changed or just be institutionalized because uh, this it, it brain misfiring synapse, misfiring like this, might preclude uh, some sort of uh, therapy, maybe even electroshock therapy. Give Peace a Chance crowd today. I have been saying for years, the Give Peace a Chance crowd thinks that just by wishing and hoping and extending an olive branch to the despots of the world, that they'll go, okay. You know, you're right. I was wrong. I was going to take over Ukraine, but uh, now that you put it that way. And this kind of thinking uh, puts us in danger. And, and the day that we start thinking that despotism and uh, dictatorship is behind us is the day that we lose touch with reality and we become a victim of it, to be quite honest. That's it. I thought it was really funny yesterday. And one of the uh, tweets that I saw early in the day was Stephen King, the author. And he, uh, and he tweeted, Mr. Putin has made a serious miscalculation. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is fantastic. He made a serious miscalculation. He forgot he's no longer dealing with Trump. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, this is oh, trending on Twitter. Biden is a failure. <laughs> Biden is a failure. Uh, Biden is a failure is, is, uh, is trending right now. And Mr. Putin has made a serious miscalculation. He forgot that he was not dealing with Trump. Unbelievable. Uh, this is, uh, I believe this is Fox News uh, on what Joe Biden should do to combat rising gas prices. Russia just invaded Ukraine mm -hmm. and the gas prices are going to go up big time. Mm -hmm. What should Joe Biden do? Resign. You should think about the people living in America. That's it. We definitely have to quell this because... If this keeps happening, we're going to have to park our cars. He's going to do these sanctions on him, supposedly, right, uh, in uh, yeah, Russia? Yeah, sure. But that's not going to help us any because nah. the prices are going to go up. Oh, yeah. The gas prices are already up a dollar mm -hmm. under Joe Biden. Way more than a dollar. It is double. It's wow, definitely double. Wow. What has he been doing wrong? Uh, everything. Boom! He to wake up. <laughs> we have a whole list. He's focused too much on... Big He's not focused. Ideas and his <laughs> legacy. Yeah, whatever. And less on what's hurting the individual consumer every day. And I think he needs to really focus on what's going on over here as far as inflation, prices, everything's going up. Yeah, this is what we're dealing uh, with here. You know, and, and that's pretty bad, right? This is pretty bad. Uh, but this is uh, this is actually what Ukraine is dealing with this morning. This is from uh, Sebastian Gorka's Twitter feed. <laughs> Those are Russian bombers and fighters flying overhead. Yeah. Information. Bombers. 
I'm not seeing any unicorns and rainbows here. It's a squadron of fighters flying over. There you go. We live in a, we live in a cruel world, kids. We live in a very cruel world. And uh, we've had a, a relative uh, a spate of a peace. And, uh, you know, we've been allowed to worry about things that are stupid. And, uh, and create safe spaces and, and bring up a children, a generation of children who haven't seen their classmates' faces. And we made our population afraid of everything. So afraid that there are Democrats around the country who don't want to get rid of their masks now that the crisis is over. I'm thinking the last thing that the people of Ukraine are worried about this morning is whether or not somebody is standing within six feet of them at the checkout counter at Starbucks. I am sorry, I don't want to be strident here, but you know, we live in a very cruel world. We have always lived in a very cruel world that nobody, uh, sunshine and rainbows just didn't pop up after the fall of the Soviet Union. The same didn't happen after a 9-11. There are still people who want to kill you, your family, take your property, take over the world. That's what they want to do. And what do we do? We have a man in in, uh, the White House right now who clearly is not in charge. The class of 1968 is in charge. He pulled us out of Afghanistan haphazardly, turned over the entire country to the Taliban. They are stronger than they were before 9-11. They have $85 billion worth of our hardware. We have emboldened our enemies in China. They held off long enough. They got us through the Olympics, the, the uh, very rarely watched Olympics, because a despotic regime hosted them akin to Berlin in 1936. And we've been worried about safe spaces, and we've been worried about critical race theory. We have to convince our children to hate one another. We have to focus on, uh, you know, the lawn boy, the, uh, the, the library book that features uh, uh, oral sex between a man and a, and, a, and a boy. We've had time to sick the, uh, the Justice Department on parents who speak out at school boards. We've had time to jail January 6th protesters without trial and overpunish them for an insurrection that did not happen. Unbelievable. It really is quite remarkable. And if if we allow uh, people like this to lead us in the future, it will lead to our demise. And all the while, you and I, as uh, as conservatives, uh, as a, possibly a Trump supporter, I am a Trump supporter, all the while being called every name in the book, every projection from the left that is negative has been projected on us. When all we want is a stronger America, a more free America, a stronger military, the ability to express ourselves. But we have been attacked every single day by big social media, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party, and many in the Republican Party. Here's President Trump last night talking about how this would have never happened if he were the president, and he's right. Uh, You're watching this unfold, your reaction to Putin's threat if uh, any Western nation or any nation intervenes with this Russian military action. And Putin is threatening, uh, very tentatively, the use of nuclear weapons. Well, this is something that should have never happened. This would not have happened during my administration. In fact, some people were saying, why didn't this take place uh, over the last four years during our administration? And it didn't for a very good reason, and I'll explain that to you someday. But it wouldn't have taken place, and it wouldn't have taken place right now. And it's a very sad thing for the world, for the country, 
And it's certainly very sad for a lot of people that are going to be needlessly The problem is that a world without the United States uh, creates a vacuum. A world without the United States as a rock-solid leader causes the world to descend into chaos. Uh, You may recall last century we saved the world from tyranny twice. I don't know if you remember that. You remember that? World War I, World War II? Spent a lot of American blood liberating people around the world, saving the world from tyranny. Do you recall that? Yeah, that happened. Here's a little bit more uh, from Donald Trump last night. Folded, sadly, with a lot of weakness in the United States, they just decided to go for it. I mean, it looks like they're going for it. And it looks like China's going to do the same thing with Taiwan. Where does that leave NATO, the NATO alliance? I think you're exactly right. I think that's what happened. He was going to be satisfied with the peace, and now he sees the weakness and the incompetence and the stupidity of this administration. And as an American, I'm angry about it, and I'm saddened by it. And it all happened because of a rigged election. This would have never happened. And that includes inflation. That is a conspiracy theorist by a white supremacist. And that includes millions of people pouring in on a monthly basis, far more than 3 million people. And they're coming from 129 different countries. We have no idea what's happening. And they're destroying our country. This is what happens when you have uh, people leading your country who hate the country. People who lead the United States right now hate the United States. They are weakening the United States in many ways uh, with regard to uh, fuel, uh, with regard to being energy independent, and with regard to our border absolutely being dissolved absolutely dissolved this is donald trump lecturing nato and germany about what would happen if they became dependent on russian energy this happened when he was the president france we're protecting all of these countries and then numerous of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with russia where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of russia So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia, and I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. (laughs) Uh, It's ultimately Germany. Germany has no no fossil fuels and no army now. It will have almost 70% of their country controlled by Russia with natural gas. So you tell me, is that appropriate? I mean, I've been complaining about this from the time I got in. It should have never been allowed to have happened. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia. Yeah, yeah, pretty much they are. And I guess it's it's so just Europe has always been kind of a joke. Uh, you know, they, they're lovely countries there, and, and I'd love to go to France and everything, you know. Uh, but honestly, they just never effing get it, do they? Ne- they never get it. They always fall for the same crap. They did it twice last century, and it looks like they're headed that way again. And you would think that this sort of self-flagellation, this sort of self-loathing, might convince some of them to go, hey, we're surrounded by our enemies. But no, nah, they keep doing the same stupid stuff. By the way, uh, as Russia uh, continues to threaten a full-scale military invasion, the Ukrainian parliament on Wednesday approved a draft law giving citizens permission to carry firearms and act in self-defense. <laughs> Reuters reported that the draft measure was approved on the first reading you know, you, you can't defend yourself against our government, but by God, uh, you can defend our country against invaders. I know, I know you've never used a gun before because we seized all the guns, we made them illegal and everything. But, uh, you know, do us a favor. Go buy some guns. 
and get some ammunition and fight for us. Okay, would you mind doing that? Wow, the adoption of this law is fully in the interest of the state and society, adding the law is needed due to existing threats and dangers for the people of Ukraine. Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, they, they suddenly got a, got a Second Amendment over there. They just suddenly got a, a Second Amendment. So go ahead. I, I realize you didn't have weapons to defend yourself against us, but uh, will you defend us? Could you do that? Would you mind? Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.